You are listening to a special discussion about the upcoming CBS series entitled Star Trek Discovery. I am Craig DeMonda. Joined with me this evening is Mr. Daryl Taylor. What's going on, sir? Hello, hello. Let's get into this. Let's get. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do we have a lot to talk about. It's going to be like a group therapy session here, that's uh. for sure. Also with me this evening, Jim Dietz. What's going on, Jim? I'm sorry, if you want to access me, there's a $2.99 paywall and you need to install my app. Oh. Uh, Jim All Access. It's only in America, though. The rest of the world yeah. gets taken care of except yeah, for the only Americans. In America. uh, that's only right. In America. I'll give you the pilot episode for free, but after that, you got to pay. You got to pay to play, baby. That's USA. And then uh, also with us this evening, Mr. Anton from Dork Trek. Anton, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, man, I appreciate being here. Thanks for having me. This is so cool. So um, we're going to be discussing, just getting all of our um, thoughts on the table about Discovery. You know, we had some kind of heated Facebook comment discussions going back and forth and blogs. and There's blood in the water. There's definitely blood in the water. There's so much to talk about. And it seems like, at least from my perspective, every time the producers tweet something or open their mouths at a Comic-Con, it's like raising the level of hate or, or anger or, or, or just emotion about this new show. So I thought we'd just get it all the table we'd air our feelings out there i've got a list of the rumors list of the tweets that have come out recently about the new show we can just get it all out there and start talking about this show and seeing what what we think it's going to be about so uh we know the showrunner brian fuller now brian fuller was on i believe star trek voyager for a while kind of towards the latter seasons if i remember correctly so that's reassuring in and of itself and he's brought on that was a good season that that was was a good season season. like season six or seven i believe he joined and it was it was good i mean it was some good stuff coming out of that season so okay i'm feeling good right there he's brought on board nicholas meyer which of course okay perfect he wrote and directed star trek 2 star trek 6 i think he wrote star trek 4 had something to do with that movie too so i mean he's definitely all the good star trek movies he was involved with right good track Good track right there. Um, Alex Kurtzman, that gave me a little pause because that's part of the JJ verse, and I'm a little, I have a little hate for the JJ verse, but. I, I like it more than you. All right. Yeah. That, that's fine. But he also brought on Joe Minoski, who was a writer for, I believe, Star Trek Next Generation, as well as DS9 and Vo- uh, so I think some Voyager. And he wrote some of the kind of like wackier episodes all right, all right. Uh, throughout those series. But again, that's good. Part of the old Trek. Still, yeah, that's the old Trek. I'm yeah. cool with that. And then Kristen Beyer, who uh, she wrote nine Voyager novels. So we've got some old, somewhat non-JJ Trek cred so far with with his production team that he's selected so okay so far so good right Right. okay here's what we know though based on what he's been saying i think at the comic-con you just heard me play the opening uh kind of teaser that they they released about the ship coming out of the asteroid the star trek discovery uh starship there and the rumor so far is that it's going to take place 10 years before kirk's five-year mission Right. So they, they've confirmed yes. that. So that puts it around the year 2255. Um, he also hinted through a tweet that the main event of the series is already in canon. It was mentioned in canon. And it was mentioned in the original series. And he also hinted that this is something that diehard Trek fans want to see. He also mentioned something about oh, the wait episode. A minute, wait. Yes. Let me stop you right there. Sure. Okay. Is it, though? Is that something that diehard Star Trek fans want to see? <laughs> or he I mean, wants to well, see, think, right. Well, think about it. I mean, 
we've had these fan series that have come up, you know, Star Trek Continues. Which or, is awesome, know. by the way. I love Star and, Trek Continues. And yeah. got, right. And they've gotten like millions and millions of views on YouTube and Vimeo and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it seems uh -huh. like it would be after the five-year mission would be like the right place for Star Trek, like your hard track, of course, Star Trek fans. I mean, I don't hear a lot of clamor for like a, a hundred year later sequel to Enterprise, you know, I mean, except for... You know, Scott Bakula and his family, but um, <laughs> I mean, to, to me, I mean, to think you know, they, they say they're playing to the hardcore fan base, but I really don't see it by picking that time period. You know, yeah, I mean, and, and that's what a lot of fans I think have been writing on the web. They say well, you have a lot more room to play if you do it maybe a couple of years after Star Trek Nemesis, after Voyager's right. already home. You got the well, whole. I, you you know, know what? I think we need to. The first thing we need to talk about that's a problem is how we can actually access this thing. So Americans are screwed. Uh, at least yeah. not totally screwed. You just have to. We have uh, to pay to play. All right? right. Around the world, not in America, it's going to be released on Netflix, and then I think in Canada, it's actually on a TV channel called the Space Channel. But beyond that, mm -hmm. if you're in the United States of America, uh, which you got to figure, at least the somewhat majority of the Star Trek fans are going to be. Right. Um, it, you have to. The first episode is going to air on CBS, and it was supposed to come out in January, but they're not ready yet, so they pushed it to the mid 2017. Mm -hmm. But the remainder of the series is going to be on Star, on CBS All Access, which is their pay. What is it? Five ninety nine a month, I believe. Uh, uh, pay network where you can kind of watch all the CBS shows that you, no one asked for. That no one asked well, for. But here's I mean, the killer, well, though. Well, well, okay, the, I mean, well, real quick to what you're saying there. Yeah. I think they really wanted Star Trek to be like the flagship that they launched. I mean, the app's available now they or whatever. Did. It, right. But, they, but Star Trek was going to be the hook. You know what I mean? Like, here's right. the pilot for free. You want to watch the rest? Hey, you have to pay to play, like you said. And they really wanted to go with that big launch in January. Now they've swapped it out for a Good Wife spinoff. The Good Wife spinoff. Yeah, that's exactly. not even right. titled yet. I guess. No. I, and, even I know, mean, I, you know, and uh, yeah, let's go yeah. to those Good Wife conventions and check out all the cosplay. I know and, less you know, about the Good Wife spinoff than I know about Star Trek Discovery, which is not a lot either. I mean, right. we, we know some stuff, but I know even less about what's coming with that. And that, but and I think they, like, oh, well, well, I think they tried to sneak in kind of a thing with Supergirl at first, because in, in the beginning, you couldn't get Supergirl on the app. You can only watch it on the computer, but if you tried to access it on the app, you had to kind of buy it or whatever, or subscribe or something like that. And I think that that was that was a little thing of them trying to to test it or trying to get people to to get the uh, to buy the uh, the thing already. See, and this is about this a missed isn't... opportunity with the 50th anniversary and everything. Think of all the free publicity they could have gotten. Yeah, totally. You know, with, I mean, Chuck has right. been in the news all year long. You're right. Yeah, uh, they had that marathon on BBC America. They, you know, everything. I mean, Chuck is. If they had timed it with the 50th anniversary, say, hey. 50 years of Star Trek, here's the new Star Trek. That well, would a huge thing for them, and people would have, would have, mm -hmm. you know, gone, probably would have, you know, gone to the app in droves, but now if, it's just going to be kind of a wash in the middle of a summer full of blockbusters. Well, you know? well, if you had had the, imagine if you had had the movie, the show, like the movie coming out at the same time that the, the first episode of the show was available. Right. I think that that would have been... You know that that would have would have really hit if you're gonna really bring in the the Trek, you know, fandom. I think that that would have been it, like to to, to do well, that all at one time. Well, I know that there was some some talk at CBS uh, CBS and Viacom that they didn't want confusion between the two uh, camps, like the the movie and the show itself. So I think there was like they they wanted to put uh, a large space between the two, 
And that's mm-hmm. probably why they went ahead. Because they are se- separate universes. I guess that does make sense to but a certain extent. Yeah. I think that's dumb, yeah. though. Because oh, no, they, I agree. They, I've been in marketing for 10 years. I think yeah. it's the stupidest move they could have made. We um, can figure it out. I mean, Star Trek Beyond was in uh, theaters within a month, too. I mean, it wasn't like it set the world on fire. It would have been easy enough to still be on the coattails of that 50th anniversary hype and bring the show in if they had planned it better. Well, exactly. I think part of the fit... like uh, any kind of viral marketing campaign, even uh, through the wormhole scratchers on Slurpees. I mean, there's tons of stuff you could have done that would have linked the two without making them the same thing and keeping the nostalgia, but bringing in a new crowd. Right, and I part mean, of the just sell an old guard a new piece of technology anyway, so the streaming mm-hmm. service. And part of the failure, I think, of Star Trek Beyond, you know, failing at the box office like it did, was that it didn't have that uh, momentum of having the Star Trek uh, anniversary going on at the same time. I think if you did, you could kind of move all that press that they could have had for this thing, and move it all that it could have held that summer a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely <laughs> the the reason that the producers are giving that why it's delayed now is they're saying that they want to make it a really good track. They don't want to rush it to production, which I will commend that. But you and I and everyone that watches movies and TV shows knows whenever there's delays mm. or rewrites or recasts or something like that, you know yeah. that there's trouble of brewing. So I mean, uh, you never know what we we can, well, you know. To be real, Paramount, I don't know what the deal is with. Um, how they treat the Trek series. Like, Paramount could have done so much with Trek, and they kind of, I don't, they kind of like forgot they had it. Like, it's kind of like the last minute thing with them. Like, they had no real advertisement for, for the Star Trek 50. Mo- I mean, the real celebration for Star Trek 50 was, was mostly the, um, the books, comics, Right. And stuff like that. And that's people that are not, you know, they're not really, they don't own it. They're not invested that way. And the convention just doing was big it. this year. The big one in Las Vegas was pretty huge. Yeah. yeah but, they did, right. but in terms of TV, nothing. You got nothing. CBS didn't do it. Like, there's no special. They did nothing on CBS, like a special or something <laughs> they, for They were it. too busy selling the guy, uh, busy suing the guys that made Star Trek action art. That was the right. problem. Like, yeah. like, imagine if you had, <laughs> imagine if they had did something where they had a, and I don't really watch the fan stuff i just don't like i'm just not connected to it but imagine if they did a show where they did an hour-long thing celebrating trek and bringing in the the people that do the fan stuff like kind of celebrating the people that kept trek going when there's nothing on the air so we're now joined as well by mr russell latham russell what's going on tonight sir hey sorry guys i thought we were starting at at eight my bad no, no problem. Well, listen, you joined uh, with us. We just got started talking about Star Trek Discovery, and before we got into too much detail, we're, we're already debating when it's being released. So that's that's the beginning right now. So we're going to go through some more rumors, actually. Uh, I'll just go through them, and you just stop and talk about whatever you want to talk about that comes in your head, because this is a group therapy session, which we all desperately need for this show. The other thing that Brian Fuller mentioned is that the Balance of Terror episode from the original series was something that they're going to touch upon in this 13-episode uh, serialized first season. So they've already hinted at that, which I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, you know, look, that's that was a great episode. So if it's something it to do with the Romulans, maybe the different, how they established the outposts along the neutral zone, maybe that could be part of what this ship has to do or, you know, okay. I'm kind of maybe, okay with that part. If it's not just about war, I mean... Yeah. Do you think they're uh, Do you think they're pulling from any of those discs that they found of Roddenberry's, like back in... 
at the beginning of the year, they found those floppies and like uh, it may or may not have contained his uh, some more scripts and some more information about the original series. Well, I know his son is involved, so it's definitely possible. Maybe, Rod Roddenberry yeah. is also involved with the show, so yeah, they could be. Because I know that that was the the big thing for DriveSaver, um, like the mm-hmm. data guys. They they had to build a new encryption program to like read his old floppies, and they've been very hush. And I mean, if they had found something, they're either holding on to it. Or they're milking it so that they can use it as a selling point with the uh, with the new show. So is this stuff that Gene wrote like in the seventies on some old computer and it's saved on a floppy drive? Is that what he did? Like it's... yeah, yeah, because he had those specially uh, he had like custom built computers um, that oh. he would write his scripts and stuff on, and then uh, they had like these these uh, custom floppies, and they sent it to an IT company like Roddenberry Entertainment still has all that stuff. Oh wow! So they sent it to an wow. ID, uh, IT okay. company, and then like. I think it was like maybe January, maybe it was February, but I'm pretty sure it was January. They like they announced that they had recovered a bunch of information um, that may or may not have had like script notes and and like discarded script ideas or unused mm-hmm. ideas for like canonical information. So if this is being set before um, original series, then it would fall in line with possibly some of the stuff we're seeing, especially if it's touching on things that we've already seen from that era. Now, since we're talking about the era and exactly when this is taking place, um, they've already mentioned a couple of things that it's not going to include. It's not the Earth-Romulan War, because again, the time frame doesn't line up for that. That would be actually right after Enterprise, I'm assuming, okay? So, it's not that. It's not Axanar. Although they said Axanar may be referenced, it's not Mm -hmm. Axanar. Nothing to do with that campaign, they said. Uh It's not the Kobayashi Maru. They've confirmed that as well. I mean, if that scenario ever happened. And it doesn't involve Section 31. So those are things that they've confirmed it will not contain. Um, Because he wouldn't do that. Uh, That Section 31, it goes goes. It goes against what he likes about Trek. What's well, too much? Too much Berman in there. I think that's too much. Too yeah, much Berman Section Thirty One. Yeah, that, okay. that's something that he didn't believe in, even though he act, he acts like Section Thirty One with that encryption stuff. Right, <laughs> right. Pretty secretive of him. To be like he probably that. he probably had Majel stand next to his home, you know, computer and say, "Computer on." Exactly. Until <laughs> all those voiceovers. That's very paranoid. He didn't trust anybody. Now, I, I, I don't know. You guys. I mean, I'm 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 kind of a Trek fan, but I'm not. I you know I don't do a, a podcast about like you, Anton, or I'm not a member of the actual Star Trek canon like Daryl is. <laughs> or, Captain or Bertrand. Yeah, he's actually he actually exists in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> Ask him about it. I'm sure he's happy to tell you. All anyway, <laughs> but I mean, I I just don't see the fans clamoring for that time period to be filled in. You know what yeah. I mean? And, Plus, they're going to have to like retrofit all the tech to make it look older than the original show. So well, they brought that up again. They said they're going to be updated. They said, "Look, guys, it's 2016, so it's not going to look, look like the 60s." It, kind of like what Enterprise did. If you look at Enterprise, they had like flat screen displays, which even the Next Generation didn't. And have. they got for it, right? So yeah. it's it's like why put yourself through that yeah. again? Like you already went through this whole thing with that. Like I. It's gonna be hard. I mean, you're gonna get the criticisms anyway because we Trek fans do that. But it's it's even harder to kind of do go in that time frame and and you can't help but make it look more uh, advanced, you know. And that and that makes every when you look back at the older episodes, you're like, well, well, if it looks so advanced, then it it hinders what they can what they have to worry about because you always have to worry about um, you can't. Make the torpedoes be like this, and you can't have the phasers be that strong. And you like, there's always that 
problem of always worrying about well where were we in 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 um where were our inventions and stuff at that time and how how high tech were we Right, which again makes makes the argument to have the show set after Nemesis, where okay, so Starfleet's technology has increased because mm-hmm. of you know interactions with the Borg and Voyager and the Delta Quadrant and God knows what right. they've been doing else over the last ten years. I mean, that would make more sense, right? They're they're more of an advanced Starfleet than they were at the end of DS Nine and Voyager. Well, but, maybe I'm biased, but I would have had it that they just uh, like you had a big Dominion War and you like they got so, some of that technology going. So right, a lot yeah. of that has damaged. But I I would say if you want to you don't you don't want to have it where they're too high tech and you don't you worry about that. That's why they don't want to set it in the after Nemesis. Just have it that you did have a big war and and then I think I would take a little bit from the book where they have it that the Borg had one last. Fight like they they threw all their forces <laughs> from the Delta Quadrant at the Alpha Quadrant, set it after that, and they won. You don't even have to explain all that stuff. You can do it later, but just say they had one big war with them and they won, and now they're rebuilding. Like the the, the whole Alpha Quadrant is basically trying to rebuild. Right, so that, you don't awesome. have to worry yeah. about uh, tech. You're just slowly like, and then you can you can have it that there's this new lieutenant. Um, is kind of dealing with that aftermath and coming into to being a lieutenant, and this is kind of her journey and, and the crew, and, and you kind of have new ships coming in and, and maybe ships that are not that uh, advanced. Maybe they have to pull out some of the old ships from the mothball uh, uh, museums <laughs> or whatever because they just it, don't it, have the... the uh, it could have a very DS9 vibe, too, because you know the aftermath of a war, you know, yeah. people who are once yeah. enemies having to work together to survive, totally. like the... Yeah. Totally. Like the Kardashians and the Bajorans on DS9, or you know, I mean, yeah. they could have the political intrigue type stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could play in so many different ways. I just that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. they're kind of writing themselves in a corner yeah. by put, by setting it when they did, you know. And you could have everybody. You could have uh, Tuvok come in there. You can yeah, have not, they come in there. They're not working. Have, I mean, they'll gladly, gladly do a cameo, right? I mean, anyway, you can do a cameo. <laughs> she'll, like, she'll dye her hair again, not red, and she'll be come back on, right? Yeah, come on. I think even if you come at, I think if you come at Picard right, I think he'll do it. Like he'll he'll do a, maybe a minute. <laughs> You know, Cisco, he ain't gonna do it. I no, no, he, do it. He's, he's <laughs> but, in La Land in Princeton. He's not. He's but, not coming. But Picard, yeah. I think if you like, he's having fun just acting. Like if you come at him and say, you know, could you do just a cameo, maybe on a screen? You could be on a, you know, an admiral or something yeah. on the screen oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. He'll or, do it. Or, you know, or or they because they can even have it that they have, uh, you know, like a connection, maybe or a family Le- member or something there. Or LaForge, he was a captain. LaForge at this point, right? Around. He was the captain of the Challenger. Well, on on that alternate timeline where Voyager right, was in, right? right? So, I mean, that's about fifteen years after, after Voyager ended. I mean, yeah, there's so many things you could do. I mean, like having all. Imagine having all those engineers working together. Have uh, Jordy and and um, and the chief come on there, and and uh, hence and and Ensign Kim, and right. hopefully they they uh, promote him at least. Yeah, he'll be a lieutenant uh, by now. He's still a lieutenant. Right. And, and you can have uh, <laughs> junior yeah, grade. You, you can have all of them, like all these engineers, because now there'll be the there'll be the the teachers. Like they're the ones that'll go out and and try to help the the rest of the Alpha Quadrant rebuild and maybe go other places. And when they meet other people and and they're trying to, they got to deal with raiders. You'll have pirates because anytime you have a war like that, you're gonna have a lot of criminals out there and so yeah. now it's a lawless place they don't have the the uh ships to patrol the alpha quadrant like they used to the orion syndicate's acting up a little bit okay so yeah. now it's yeah. like 
it's it, think of it. I'd think of it as like imagine how New Orleans was right after the floods. How dangerous it was mm. because they didn't have the manpower uh, in a lot of areas. A lot of lot of lot of uh, highly you know severely damaged areas. Imagine you have one or two ships out there. Now you have it where they're alone again, like it used to be with Trek, where they you have one ship. You don't have a lot of support all the time. You got to kind of figure things out on the fly. Um, there's just so much that you could do with that, having them, you know, be out there alone, you know, and backup is is like an hour or two or maybe days away. So, yeah. So, so since you mentioned since you mentioned the female lead character, I mean, we do have a little information on her. She'll be a lieutenant commander, and her name is going to be or nickname is going to be number one. They've okay. confirmed that as well. So I guess a homage to Major Barrett. Yeah. Uh, being number one, obviously, in the cage, and then, of course, Riker being number one. So we're kind of assuming she's going to be the first officer, being called number one. It kind of makes sense. Right. But they also hinted that, yes, it's a female character. Yes, she's a lead character. But there's also – she's going to be paired with a male lead character as well, which we don't know anything about yet. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like a like a pair. It's mm-hmm. not going to be like – just one person they're going to have different stories at least with a pair but this is the first star trek series where it's not going to be centered on the, the captain, captain per se all right so we've, we've definitely learned that so far weird makeup but okay they also hit well you're right about makeup they said lots of uh, aliens talking about makeup um they said tons of aliens they said more aliens than we've ever seen they even tweeted a picture of some antennae which kind of hinted at maybe Andorians coming back. Well, they looked a little longer than what we've seen Andorian antennas right. before, but maybe it is. I'm with that. I'm okay, with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. One of the main characters they've announced is gay, which I guess they felt important to announce that, but that's something that they did. No big deal either way. That, that, that was just an announcement that they made. I'm going through yeah. all, the, all the No, facts I'm saying, here. but it would be like, what would be the, there'd be nothing to it. Like, it's okay. It's just. It's just, uh, I don't know. The opening scene, they also hinted, uh, Brian Fuller said, it, it's not going to take place on Earth, and it's mm-hmm. not going to take place on a planet. Okay. So what does All that right. mean? It's in space, right? It's on ship a ship. Battle. Okay, right. No. Oh, Star Trek show that takes place in space. <laughs> wow. They're really still taking a bold step there, man. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. None of them have taken place on Earth. Well, Broken Our- Bow started on Earth on Enterprise. And- oh, well, that's right. I always forget Enterprise. I and do. I guess Voyager somewhat, where Janeway's on Earth get, getting Paris, no, right? because first it was the, they were fighting. The uh, Maquis, yeah. The Maquis were fighting first, and then it went to the, went to Earth. Janeway picked up uh, Tommy Boy from jail. Yeah, right. got, got him bailed out. Yeah. So um, they also hinted, if, oh, and this is interesting, you guys are like this now, being Star Trek nuts. They want, he really wants to weave in a story about Spock's mother, Amanda right. Grayson, somehow. Oh, so that's something they they want to try to weave that in possibly interracial dating. Huh? Well, at this point, she would be married to Sarek and still right. I mean, Spock would be uh, in Starfleet, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess we maybe see her. Well, she'd be role. the first Earth person to be with a Vulcan to be married to a Vulcan, possibly. So, unless they pull back and say that's happened before, but I mean, well, the Enterprise stuff, I don't know. I mean, an interesting angle there there could be too if they tried to weave something in would be like she was a. Not a sleeper agent per se, but almost like an observer. Uh, instead of being a diplomat, maybe she was there to watch uh, the Vulcan. Yeah, I That's get pretty it. cool. I like, I like that. that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's yeah. good. Now, if anybody, that, are, I mean, if any fandom has continuity cops, it's the Truck fandom. And as soon as they uh, misstep somewhere with this prequel business, you all, you know, every fan in the world is going to be like a piranha on a piece of meat. <laughs> they man. will. <laughs> that couldn't have happened. Will. 
Because stop us out of, you know what I mean? I mean you can really get into the interracial so, thing. Yeah, like it, it's not a biggest, not a big deal with black and white anymore as it used to be. But with the Vulcan and human thing, it is a big deal because that's oh, the totally. first, the first marriage. The first. Well, we were assuming marriage. it's the first. We're assuming that's what it. I mean, well, they've always said it, and unless they're going to renege on books and stuff, that the big thing with that is that that he he took a human woman. That's the first time a Vulcan has taken. A human, and remember, part of him marrying her with his excuse at first was to learn about humans. Like, what better way to learn about uh, mm. Earth uh, people would be to marry one and have a family with one? But it was really he—he he just had a thing for Earth women. So you're <laughs> saying that Spock is the first product of an interracial um, yeah, human is. Vulcan in, in canon. That's it. He's the first product he, of that. He, in okay. canon, unless they redo it, in canon, he was the first uh, mating. And that's why he got so much shit for it. Like, he was the first uh, uh, half Vulcan, half uh, human. So I, and that would be the whole thing. You could go through the whole thing of the interracial thing. You know, you can you can kind of get into that like how he's dealt with how she's treated by humans you know like you you got the vulcan side you always got the vulcan side of how mean some of the vulcans were to uh to spock because of that union but we didn't never got to see what how earth people felt about that mm. You should you know? be in the freak show with the dog face boy. Right. Hey, because they're the Vulcan. <laughs> like, how, how do you mate with them? Like, I could see some of that being in that because you, it never happened before. So you would be, there'd be a lot of questions. Like, well, there was Trip and T'Pol, but I don't think they had any kids. I mean, they had that genetically all uh, produced kid that they made, right? But it wasn't yeah. like through intercourse or whatever, through the normal way of doing it. Yeah, they slid that in with Enterprise, but that wasn't well known to people. I don't right. think that was something that people knew about. Really, I thought it was one of the most endearing parts of the show. Actually, to tell you the truth, I mean, towards the end, especially, I thought that was one of the well, best they never get married. On the show. They never get married. It's not. It's never. Uh, yeah, because he dies. I guess that that's the end, right? Well, yeah, they kill him off. Well, in the books, he's still alive. He's just working for uh, Section Thirty One. Oh, so he wasn't really dead. You're saying no, after? They oh, faked okay. It. And and then he comes. He gets with her. Like a thing is, he goes on missions and stuff, and then every couple of years they get back together. But they never get married. That's their thing. They just will never have that happy ending. Gotcha. And then, of course, we saw with the teaser that they released, the, the picture of the ship itself. And there's been a lot of discussion about that. Now, <laughs> for those of you that are familiar with Ralph McQuarrie's work, he did a lot of work on Star Wars, obviously. He designed pretty much the look of that ship back in 1976. They, they took almost every element of his drawing that he did for Roddenberry mm -hmm. uh, back in the late 70s before the motion picture came out. That's pretty much his design, the one that they, just, they settled on with Discovery, which is interesting. They changed a few elements, obviously. <laughs> But that triangular secondary hull with the, you know that 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 shape is just um, definitely odd, I would say. But it, it's raised a lot of questions among Trek fans as well. I liked it. I mean, I, it, I didn't. I, I kind of liked that design a little bit, but uh, it feels I, very industrial, like to me. Yeah. From, from like a design perspective, it, totally. it does feel kind of like it's in process or transitioning from something to something mm -hmm. else. It looks like the midway stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think what's weird about it, like looking at it, is one of the other things that I think Fuller said was that there was going to be robots. Yes, uh, that's in my notes as well. He says there will be robots. That was his direct quote. Right. And we know that it's not going to be an android because I think Data was the only android that was in Starfleet. 
Uh, yeah. Right. So yeah, he was. They're going to be robots. They, I mean, at least from from what I'm interpreting, and I could be wrong. Uh, they're probably having something to do with the ship. Uh, and I feel like the ship and its its kind of blocky design and just the way it kind of reads on the screen mm-hmm. would lend itself to some sort of uh, almost droid-like uh, crewing or or uh, mechanical force that would be on the ship. That's kind of what it looks to me. Well, they do have AI. I mean, the ships, a lot of the functions are automatically done by the ship. So I, I wouldn't, like a core, they have like a mother type you know mother computer that kind of right. does the automatic stuff that they can't uh the uh, duotronic do- do- system dr daystra may make an appearance who knows right right, <laughs> right. I, I would i mean i, yeah, I can't see them cool. not being doing that because he would be more you know he would have a, a role a big role in these ships i mean but speaking of the timeline again i mean isn't the enterprise already in service if it's 10 years before kirk's five-year mission wasn't the enterprise already running around doing things with uh, is Captain- that with april well, Captain April and then Captain yeah. Pike, right? I mean, right. that was... Well, I, I think there's always been an Enterprise in service, period. I mean, that that's kind of the whole legacy aspect of that right, right. That ship. I mean, you you know... But there's the first Constitution-class ships which should yeah. be out there, though. Yeah. I mean, that maybe they're going to discount that. Maybe they're trying to say it's 10 years before the actual NCC-1701 is commissioned. Maybe that's what they meant to say. Mm. But the way he said it was, he goes, it's 10 years before Kirk. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe... so April was out. Like, if it's 10 years before Kirk, then April was out there and then Pike. So, right. yeah. And that was established in the original series. In, yeah. Uh, the, the Menagerie, the Cage, that whole timeline yeah. with Spock being on as a lieutenant, right? And, I mean, he, he was on that ship at that point, at least, you know, at a certain point. Because even after Enterprise, they were moving towards the Constitution class. I don't think there was an in-between uh, well, we're talking about 70 years, I think, between Enterprise and this, right? I mean, 70 or 80 years at least. Well, that Enterprise class was the first of it. and then What, the NX-01? The yeah, NX-01? Okay. Right, right. And then when it ended, they they were only just built the second one, remember? Yeah, it the was, 02, the Columbia, right? Right, yeah, and it was, was only the two. And then so I would think, and, and back then they were building all the ships the same, you know, and then they would just name them different names. But they... You know, like because when they went to Constitution class, it was just uh, they would name them different stuff, but they were all Constitution class, right? Like the ships. Defiant was one. The right. uh, yeah, they were all the same looking ship, just different right. names. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They were yeah in that time period. Yeah, I can't <laughs> think of it or like a major redesign until we see like the Excelsior. Yeah, that's exactly. When they went warship. That's the Excelsior was like the the um, the battle more of the battleship. Yep, it was a tougher. Uh, Tougher stern, tougher shields. Right. Uh, right. Beefed up version of yeah, the Constitution. Torpedoes were more powerful. Like the phases <laughs> were stronger. Like Scotty helped do it. Transwarp. Like, made changes on it. Transwarp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They never, never got that working right, though, did they? No. <laughs> no, no, not really. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So, I mean, that's it. We've gone through everything I've jotted down about the show. I don't know if you've heard anything else, but this is pretty much everything that's out there that's that's we've heard. Which ain't much. I know. <laughs> but when, when JK asked you on the other show, asked you, oh, we want to hear some good thoughts on this new show. What do you think is good about the show? You were struggling, Daryl. You I couldn't, was struggling. You I couldn't. was really struggling. <laughs> just I wasn't hearing a lot that was, like, from what they gave us, I just wasn't hearing a lot that I was. Happy, but I was like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't wait. 
for the that. only thing that's giving me a glimmer of hope is that he mentioned the Balance of Terror reference. I'm like, okay, all, all right. right. I kind of see where this could be going. Like, all right, some little Cold War with the Romulans, establishing Outpost 1, Outpost 2. All right, I can maybe see that. They mentioned that it's something that was already mentioned in the original series. All right, this gives me a little bit more hope now. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing something. And then you hear Nicholas Myers saying, well, you should lower your expectations. That's what he said, right? <laughs> he put well, out a statement. I, I wonder what they're <laughs> using because if they're – I mean, if they're – trying to do things to kind of deal with what we're dealing with now i mean will there be talks of like acts of terrorism like instead of fighting one particular big war with another uh race what if you had like a war with a people that weren't you know they weren't as uh they weren't in the same they didn't have the same kind of weapons they didn't have the the technology that we had but they were harder to deal with because they they believed in their cause so much that they would do suicide missions they would do you know like they would use whatever and they, means. And they could pass for vulcans so that would cause maybe some you know hatred oh yeah the yeah vulcans you'd too, have you some know. of that too like i mean there hasn't really been something where they dealt with the the wars we've had with Saudi Arabia and 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 things like that like when you're dealing with with fractions that use religion you know that that they believe their religious beliefs or they use religion not everybody uses that but I mean but they use the, their religious beliefs are part of why they fight with us you know like that's that's part of why they would go they would fight with the Federation I mean they they've been kind of off on that usually it's just we fight the Romulans, or we fight. We have to deal with the Cardassians, or we, we, you know, the Dominion, or something like that. And it's easy to fight them because they're, they're like fighting Russia when they were at their, you know, their their strongest. You know, they were easy to go against somebody like that. Um, but what if you don't have that? What if you have it where you just can't go in and just shoot up everything? What if you have to actually, you know, deal with people and learn from them and mm-hmm. and and kind of. You know, have to like the you know like what happened with Klingon with the Klingons. Eventually. I was gonna say it sounds like some of the things they touched on in Undiscovered Country. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. That's true. So. so now we have it all on the table. I mean, is there anything else that you guys are hearing out there or seeing that's making you really just a little nervous about this show? Because I think the reason we're so passionate, and I'm maybe I'm speaking for myself, but I want this to be successful. I think we need Star Trek back on television, big time. And we're just nervous hearing some of this crazy stuff they're talking about um, and lowering our expectations. That's not that's never a good thing to hear from a producer of a show. It's like, you know, take it easy, guys. You know, it's like I think if they want to get people to download their app and pay that money, you know, it's a five dollars a month or whatever. Every every month, they're going to have to have something compelling. I mean, not something that lowers expectations, but something that raises them. I mean. There are a lot of different walled gardens around. I mean, there's Netflix, there's Hulu, there's Amazon Prime, you know, and um, they keep, you know, they keep sequestering content like this. And I mean, you have to have compelling content to keep getting that five. But I mean, Netflix learned their lesson, but and that's why they're having they have so much, you know, um, stuff that they made themselves rather than having to rely on licensing deals now. You know, but the thing that Netflix I, has that doesn't have that this will have is commercials. We're going to have to not only pay six bucks a month in the United States of America, but you're going to get twelve minutes of commercials in there as well. Just so you know, oh, yeah. that just turns, that turns me off immediately when I hear the, that. Yeah, that's like a Hulu, yeah. right? That's, the, I mean, that's it is a Hulu. That's what Hulu drive me nuts for. The, I, I hated oh, Hulu oh, for that reason. Then you can pay to, right, to get rid of the commercials. Okay, fine. If you want to spend the extra few bucks, but it's like. 
wait a second, I'm spending six bucks for a show, just one show I want to watch. I mean, the price is right. Hell, I can DVR that. I don't need to, you don't need to go back and, or The Young and the Restless, right? I can go back and watch, I can DVR that. I can't DVR this show. The only way I can get it is through this channel. And I have to well, watch commercials I mean, too. Yeah. Social, social media is what's pushed it to this point. Because the problem is you're either going to be like me, who, who kind of has to have stepped back and not watched uh, social media so that I can watch a show in my own pace, or I'm going to have to pay that $6 a month if I don't want the whole season spoiled within the first, you know, uh, the, the minute it airs, somebody's sitting online posting, hey, did you see what happened here? Or did you see this, this, and this, which takes away any stings from the show? So they kind of, they bank on that, uh, you know, and that's how they get the, they get you with your DVDs and your Blu-rays and your Amazon downloads, and then they get you with your, your streaming service. Because either camp that you're in, they figured out how to monetize your watching now. So, I mean, I get why they're doing it. It doesn't make me like it, but I totally understand, like, what ground they're coming from. Well, I, I, think, I think CBS is playing – this is the beginning of the long game for yep. them. And, and this is something that I don't think – I think NBC, ABC, um, for a while CW uh, was starting to do with Hulu where it was like – I think it, it was kind of an initial defense against – um, you know, people cutting the cord to still give them an option to watch their content. Um, and for me, the Hulu thing never really bothered me because for to give me the the option to watch something whenever I feel like it, to where I can just if I feel like firing it up and watching it, if I forgot to DVR it or if I decide to cancel cable, the commercials don't really. The, the what bothers me about the commercials is not the commercials. What bothers me is that I'm sitting through you know, four commercial breaks and I see the same three commercials over and over and over again. Truth. Preach um, it, sir. Preach. I, yeah, the commercials don't bother me. I mean, the content has to be paid for. And if we, if we keep moving away from this, we don't want commercials. We don't want commercials. We're going to end up with extremely low budget television or mm -hmm. everything okay. is going to be Netflix, Amazon, HBO, Showtime, whatever. But mm -hmm. I think CBS is seeing the writing on the wall and they realize 20 years from now, Broadcast television, as we know it, is either not going to exist or be completely different. Yeah. And so they're, it's almost like they're drawing the line in the sand with this and saying, okay, our first foray into this is going to be this Good Wife spinoff and Star Trek. And maybe they're choosing this time period because of budget reasons. You could do a show set in the original trilogy or the original series, original trilogy, listen to me, <laughs> the, the original series timeline. <laughs> Your, yeah. your, war, your Warzy is showing. Now I've, now I've, now I've offended everyone. Um, got, you got Rogue One on the brain, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's another story. But anyway, uh, I, I think you could do a, a series set in that original time frame much cheaper than you can do a series if you're going to go beyond uh, you know, Nemesis or you're, gonna, you know, you're going into you know, uncharted waters. It's going to be more expensive because I think the expectation is higher. And if you set it in this other period, your expectation of what the show should look like from a technological standpoint is going to be lower. And so I, it, I, I guess I'm kind of in the minority. Like it doesn't really bother me that they set it there. I, I mean, to be honest with you, if they set it after Nemesis, that doesn't really excite me too much either because we've had we had the next generation. We had Deep Space Nine. We had Voyager and we had several movies that all take place in that time frame. We've seen a lot of hours of television that take place in that general, the general time frame. So for me, you, you know, I mean, I had a lot of high expectations for enterprise and I think for whatever reason, they just, I think 
it it just it just didn't work. I didn't hate Enterprise by any stretch, but and and it had nothing to do with the time period it was set in. I think it was just I think the show just production wise had some had some issues. So but are you sure about that? Hang on, are you sure it's not the time period? That's why people are worried. I think because they're saying, "Wow, look yeah. what happened to Enterprise, and here we go again, another prequel." It's like uh, people are just nervous. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, for yeah, I mean, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But from from my perspective, like I I I don't. I mean, I. I I like I said I think I've seen enough you know TV in the next generation I mean we've seen very little of this original timeline I mean we've seen 70 some odd episodes in in 6 movies and the movies were significantly beyond you know even the the television show that you know maybe they should have gone 20 years before maybe it should have been you know 25 I I don't know but I I also th- I'm curious if this is just an experiment so maybe we get two seasons of this they gauge the response. If people bite in and their, their subscription numbers are up, which gives them more money to mm-hmm. budget more content, that maybe they say, okay, this is great. We told our little two-season story of this crew, and now we've got some more money. Now we can invest, Ooh. and now we're going to do something that's either blown way out or a different take in another time period where they have some money to spend. Uh, that's incredibly yeah. insightful, though, because yeah. thinking about that, you said it, and my brain just went, that's why it's not a captain mm-hmm. as the main character. You're right. I, well, yeah. It gives him a way out? You're saying a quick way out? Is that well, what yeah, it makes because me if think... it's not a captain, you can evolve if it's a pair of characters. Right. You pick which one the audience is gravitating towards more, pooling your audience base for a shorter series, and then you move to a larger series uh, maybe one that's ongoing, not you know, maybe serialized with that character as the captain, and the other one their number one. Yeah, well, they like mean, Star Wars. Like it's like what they're doing with Star Wars right now. Yes, I mean, exactly. You, with Ray and and them trying to, you start out with the older characters to get them in, and then they're gonna move past that after the third movie, and maybe have an older Ray and then new people coming in. After that, you know, like, and then you can move on and do movies on those characters, you know, for another three movies. If that's, it seems to be what they're doing instead of just having it that it's long-term characters going on for, for so long. Yeah. Because it doesn't work anymore. I mean, you can't, you know, having, you just can't do the, we end the series and then we move them on to the movies. That's just not an option. No. And and maybe that's the plan is, you know, two, three seasons this way, then two, Short three seasons, seasons in like a different... 13, 13 yeah. episodes, not yeah. television, 26 episodes. They're mm-hmm. doing them in little 13 or 16 episode chunks like The Walking Dead and like other modern yeah. shows are now like that, and, right? And, and again, I think that's the new normal. And I think, I, I you know, history is going to be the judge of this, right? Like right. five years from now, we're going to look back and say, holy crap, CBS was, you know, a, whoever was in charge of CBS complete genius because they figured it out early they got ahead of it and they did it right and they they outfoxed you know no pun intended what fox nbc mm-hmm. and abc were trying to do with hulu and it and it worked for them or we may look back on this and say man they really effed it up <laughs> like like they yeah. they they put all the you know horses you know they bet all the on all these horses and you know n- nobody came and it was a complete disaster um you know who it's, knows it's rough though because you i can see so many people when it comes to genre stuff like science fiction and and uh a lot of superhero movies and stuff like that you so many people pirate stuff when it yeah. when it even when it's not paid you know even when you don't have to pay for it so yeah. i like how 
it, are those numbers are going to be affected. Like they, the numbers are really important for uh, this app. I mean, this is supposed to be what they're. Yeah, I mean, know, content's going to drive views. I mean, that's the lesson HBO learned, and that's why you you got Oz and The Sopranos and all those other mm-hmm. great shows. Yep. And I mean, Netflix with Stranger Things and you know House of Cards and things like that. Online. I mean, content's going to drive the views, and if the they come out of the gate with the you know one of their biggest franchises, Star Trek, and it's a disappointment to the fans and, and in general, then they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and, and think of something else. Because, I mean, that's the only way they're going to get people to pay this extra money. You know, and they're in a tough they're in a tough spot because CBS. Uh-huh. I mean, you hear it all the time: the most watched network, the most watched network. But they skew very, they skew. I shouldn't say very old. I don't want to be ageist here. Because I'm, I'm, I'm approaching. No, you're right. It's I'm true. approaching right. that age group. Because yeah. I, I watched the show. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> victim, victim number one right here. Twenty-five zero, everybody. I like yeah. the prices right. Don't mess with that, man. It's good <laughs> stuff. Come on. <laughs> it skews older, and yeah. those folks, you folks, our age and older, watch television. You know, over the air or through cable, or they still watch the the networks, as it were. But the and, cord cutters are left behind. But, they're not. They're not but, watching yeah, CBS, the, right? The problem is, if you have to fall back, you can't start a cord cutting style network, putting NCIS and you know Hawaii Five O and those shows that you get because that audience hasn't made that move yet. They're making the move. There are. There, I mean, there are a lot of people you know in the forty five plus bracket or whatever that are making that move, but. But it, it's it, they're in a tough spot, and I I think you know part of it part of me kind of like I said applaud, applauds them because they're like look you know this is the way things are going whether we all like it or not and we're just going to dive in with both feet and and see how it works. Yeah, see, I well by, I've been watching every single show, every new show on the network <laughs> of all the networks, so my brain is like really looking at the different channels, and CBS has kind of went the route of we're going to continue our comfort TV. Like there's yeah, nothing new. Like any of the new shows, uh, that like one of the newest ones is Bull, and uh, which is a character from the NCIS family, and he's basically that character, but just as a jury consultant and not a, a cop. And then you have the other one, which is MacGyver, which is a big thing for them. That's and right. MacGyver is still built around like this, even from the from the. Um, the show to the to the storyline in the first episode, it's all paint by numbers comfort. Like it's the older TV <laughs> yeah. that we have. Yeah, I just and watched that have... pilot. And you're right. It's got like, it even you know the bomb ticking down with the digital clock. I that. knew everything. It's got, <laughs> it's got the, the, big, the big double cross. The girlfriend yeah, double cross. Yeah, have, I mean, it. every you trope you could think of. The original show. It's the guy the 90s... even has almost a mullet. Like, uh, like yeah, he does yeah. have a mullet. It's the '90s all over again. <laughs> and, the, and, the, the other... and the second lead is the guy from CSI. Um, it right. was like recognizable to like that entire demographic. Right. And then you have the for the Fridays, Tom Selleck owns TV. He's owned TV since uh, <laughs> way back when with Magnum, and he still owns it now. He's the only one whose show can ratings go up on Friday nights because yeah. older people just yeah. already are going to watch that show. So Blue Bloods and um, it's another show that they have, oh, Hawaii Five-0. Keep the ratings. They keep the, they keep the same <laughs> amount of people watching. They even had Jack Lord in a cameo. Are you serious? Jack Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a computer generated Jack Lord. A computer. But it all goes to nostalgia. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. I'm not. It all. Sure. It all I would goes hate to nostalgia and comfort TV. 
we we talked about this on uh, on episode I I think it was it's all connected recently where it's just like I would hate to be a TV exec like I would hate I would absolutely hate to be a TV exec right now because the ratings in general are so down I mean even a quote hit show is barely above a two point you know four unless you're The Walking Dead you know right. you're barely or <laughs> you know or Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones or something like that you're you know you're barely above like a two point two or two point four I mean. 15, 20 years ago, that show would have been canceled after three episodes, and now it's like your one of your flagship shows on your network. Um, it, it's it's just a really odd. We're in a really odd spot with a, a really odd time. Was a gut punch for them because it was like, yeah. all right, we're going to do something new. Everybody else is doing this thing, this superhero thing. Let's do it. And they were looking <laughs> at these numbers. And they were like, oh, this is not the numbers that we were thinking they was going to do. And like, it was still, it was these still are like good the CW highest numbers. rated drama, <laughs> right? Like, it was yeah. right, right. It's it was like, their yeah. highest rated new show, and it didn't make it a second season. And to them, it was like, <laughs> "This is not. This is this is all we can get from this." And then, and then they just, you know, they were like, "We we don't need it. We want to get rid of it." So that's what we're gonna get. Like CBS on their regular TV, they're gonna just do comfort TV for right now. The shows that they had, they do not. They were one of the channels that did not order a lot of new shows. There were just a small amount. They're yeah. going to do that. They're going to stick to that demographic. They're going to they're going to keep it. You know, like even when terms of, of of the race of a lot of the characters and the you know the demographic is still white and male as the leads. And then, um, and then and, the rest of their shows are, are reality based shows because right. they're, che- they're cheap to produce. They can and, run in syndication, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean they're, they're like they're dirt way way cheaper than a dramatic thing. So CBS is not moving. It's yeah, like their, their TV is like we're gonna stay just like we are, and it, and I wonder if this app thing, this is is this gonna be something where they're gonna try to to do something else? I don't know because all I've heard is the two things: Star Trek and The Good Wife. I mean, yeah, been, right. like <laughs> I think Russ makes an excellent point. Like all the all the traditional networks are trying to deal with this mm-hmm. in their own way. You know, yeah. I mean. NBC, I mean, is trying to exploit YouTube a lot by making like a lot of their uh, originally produced shows, like the Tonight Show and the you know Seth Meyers and things, YouTubeable, right. you know, and right. hoping that those things and they even beg you. Like after they're done, it's like, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Right, it's, right. It's, it's exactly. almost shameless. It's like it's yeah. like I feel I feel kind of sad for them sometimes. Which they hated before. Like they didn't like YouTube. YouTube was laughed at now by TV, at it. and now, now it's like we... lawsuit fodder. And now right. we're seeing uh, Hulu right. like losing a lot of their deals with like CW and CBS and everything because they're, they're going to, yeah because they're going to they they um you know they wanted they want a piece of that cord cutter money you know they want to have their own app you know and yeah Hulu's just, in a Hulu's in a weird right. spot just yeah. in general because I mean once you know Comcast bought Universal that really like they can't make any decisions as far as money or direction or anything else, they're just kind of there as a, a, you know, to collect a check, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, part of their, not part of their, their deal, you know, as a, uh, antitrust or whatever, they, they, they had to, to back away from that. Um, and now these days are numbered. They really, I don't think they have enough original content to really make it compelling. for Well, they, aren't they backed by Warner brothers or something? It's, it's a conglomerate. So it's ABC. So it's Disney. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, Fox, uh, Fox, and and NBC. But it's weird because it's Disney, but you're not getting all our stuff. It's like yeah, they, they don't just, have they all just the signed stuff an exclusivity deal actually for all the Disney films uh, over in Netflix. 
right that's so it's weird like, right it's like wait a second we're, yeah we're disney <laughs> but not it's like you're gonna get one tv show out of us which is supposed to be the runaways but that's it. Like that's not an you know that's not a major thing to do. Like I like they didn't give them like if you're gonna get rid of the Agent Carter show, like they didn't say well why don't we try it? Why don't we do another season of Agent Carter and do it on Tulu and see how it does? We'll do some episodes like we did uh, some of our other uh, original programming. Maybe we'll do something out of that. Nothing. They did none of that. They just basically, they didn't even mention it. All they mentioned was, we thought about Netflix. They didn't even mention Hulu. We thought about Netflix, but then we changed our minds. Netflix kind of said no. And Netflix has been going, I mean, everybody's been like, wow, they've been producing so much of their own stuff. But that is what's going to drive people to keep their Netflix subscription. It's not going to be the you know the rotating catalog of movies or anything, you know, or or the uh, the licensing deals that they have to renegotiate every year or two. It's going to be the I mean, it's it's the HBO model. You right, know? Orange is the New Black is a hot show. I mean, like yeah. you said, Stranger Things is definitely that was great. I mean, how many There's people so many became other ones. House of Cards yeah. even House of yeah, Cards House is very popular. Is awesome with those yeah. kind of older folks that I think are CBS watchers. They love House of Cards. Like that that demographic that has Netflix loves that show. Yeah, but see, Netflix doesn't care about yeah. ratings. Like, they no. don't care. You know, just subscriptions. It, just subscriptions. If this yeah. show being in the stable is enough to get people to pay that nine ninety nine for the next month, right. they could care less. They yep. they just don't care. Or retention, um, I guess, at this point. If everyone's yeah, on, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keeping keeping everyone that, on is what it is. It is. It's, right. it's the HBO yeah. model. It's the same uh, thing. Like they don't. That's why they don't release ratings. They don't talk about ratings. Uh-uh. They don't care. Like uh-uh. it's just they just look at okay, we release this show and our subscriber numbers keep going up. You know, That's and we're just matters. aging, you know, response and everything. So, and uh, I was listening to sports talk radio on the way to work the other day, and I even heard that Monday Night Football was down on ESPN, yeah. like for the I first time ever. And and the NFL is getting worried for the first time. It's like so this cord cutting phenomenon is definitely real, and maybe like you Football's said, CBS is ahead of it. Of fish Which is streaming on Twitter. <laughs> but but I mean NFL foot I mean NFL is losing viewers it, yeah. to like yeah. you know MMA and rest I mean all, a lot of other sports you know. Well, that's right. you, could, just, you could argue you could argue that. that people are leaving football. Okay, that that is an argument. I mean, I guess it's possible. Well, You're right, but I mean, still, ESPN was this juggernaut. I mean, they they mm-hmm. that was it. Monday nothing touched Monday Night Football. That that Monday was Night Football used to be on ABC. True. Well, more yep. people are going out to watch football together yep. than they are watching at home because, like, um, one of the, the places I market for is an ale house that does, like, craft beer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they have all the football packages. I'm not a sports guy, but uh, I have to pay attention to this stuff. So right. a lot of w- what we're seeing is there's a huge spike on football nights, more than we're used to, mm-hmm. because more people uh, don't have cable at home, don't have a cable package. I, I personally, in my house, don't even have... My TV's on a completely different wall in the living area, um, away from the cable plug-in, uh, because yeah. we don't even have it plugged in. We we stream everything. Um, They're not prepared for that. The cord is cut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah TV is not prepared for two years now, and we. Yeah. Love, um, it's been about. It's been about as long as it's been since we moved to the farmhouse and did the same thing. We just got faster internet rather than pay for internet and cable, and we cut the cord and. And, and what we're finding is a lot of the guys coming to the bars. We're able to capitalize on a pre. Uh, like a pregame special. That's uh, I just put together new posters for pregame specials because oh, cool. people will come in and catch the news or catch a little bit of something uh, and meet up with everybody else because nobody has cable at their house anymore. So right. everybody comes and, into the alehouse, wow. gets the beer, and then they watch the show, like they watch the games and stay for the whole game. So we can do double app bumps. We can do all sorts of stuff because people are doing it as a group now. 
as that, opposed to that's pretty home. interesting and I, anton you're, you're on to something big because uh if you look at maybe the, the the ratings are down but if you look at the final the, the football fantasies fantasy games they're up oh like, yeah more and, people and playing that, it mm-hmm. then why you know like it because they don't have because and they were warned about this because they don't they have such an outdated way of recording uh how many people watch their programming did they never updated that they, oh, they always stayed at that same Nielsen rate <laughs> thing, and so there's no measurement for people going to to going out to parties or people getting together and and watching games together. Where and here's here's the crazy part, man. Like you really want to get into like how how they're trying to combat this cord cutting. Mm-hmm. So we had some people contact us from different VR firms, like the Occultist Rift and stuff like that. They contacted the owner of my company, and they were asking him like what he likes because we have all the sports packages, not realizing that we have sports packages in a public place. Like you pay for it there, because apparently what they're trying to do to get people to stay at home and watch sports now is to sell these headsets and then like front row tickets to sports games, so that you can see them uh, VR view. Mm-hmm. Like trying- Oculus Rift. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, like Oculus Rift or Vive or... Yeah, or, the, or like the 3D views you, you're seeing on Facebook, the people with the mm-hmm. 3D cameras, and like the cardboard what? headsets you can drop your phones in. They're trying to sell those packages so people stay at home as opposed to these big group outings where everybody's mm-hmm. going to play the fantasy football, going to buy the beer, going to, to watch a game out, and then maybe they don't like the game, so they go play cornhole mm-hmm. or they do something mm-hmm. else. Like they're, they're so hard trying to ground people back into their homes so well, I know I know that like mm-hmm. since we cut the cord like that was the main thing I've I know it's only anecdotal but like every single person I've told that to is like oh I can never do that I love my sports too much and that's like the one thing that keeps them on cable or on dish right. is that they get their sports you know so. I mean yeah they, yeah if you're a baseball fan forget it you have to have a decent package to at least watch the the weeknight games yeah. the weekend games are usually on networks so fine but the weekend the weekday games no you got you got to pay at least 80 90 bucks a month just to get the basic channel that that's SNY or Comcast Sportsnet or whatever it is in Philadelphia Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or you know the local sports nets yep and social media has made it so easy to find groups of people to get together with and yep. go to other places and alehouse. Like, alehouses are just everywhere I turn around, there's another alehouse. It's just more fun to go well, to We've got a tiny a one right now that's like a hole in the wall. It's maybe the size of like a, you know, maybe like a, a large apartment. You know, it's, it's, got, mm-hmm. it's got a big wraparound bar, it's got a big deck, and it's, you know, a sizable eatery. But we're about to open one that's got 300 plus taps. Right. Wow. You know, it's like, just this massive thing. It's uh, great. Good luck. <laughs> one of the oh, well, I'm not doing. I'm just marketing it. I wish I was. Oh, I was in charge of all that good stuff. <laughs> well, one but of I, the bars that I go to usually it it gets packed with people just yeah, for man. the games, and then they go out, and then they come back in again for the next game. Like that's just how it goes, and 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 it's. A lot of the bars are like that now, and it's more, you know. It's just, I, I've seen it's that up. phenomenon with MMA recently, like over yeah. the last several years. But now, like what, what Anton is saying is interesting. It's not just MMA events; it's turning like no, every like, like the, su- the Sunday and the Monday, and possibly the Thursday football games. Now is what you're yeah. saying. Well, That's becoming a destination. Even the, the, even the early uh, evening, because like okay, so the the Hill House that I market for right now, not the big one that's about to open. So they're open from uh, I want to say like noon until three a.m. So we get the crowds who work, we get the guys that work in restaurants. When the people get off of the restaurant shifts, they come to the alehouse and they will watch sitcoms together. 
they will watch, uh, you know, the this FF, uh, what is it, FXX, where they have the Simpsons on for like six oh, hours. FXX, yeah. FXX, yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll get together, and, and it's like what I remember doing when I was in school, where we'd all just get together at somebody's house, you know, yeah. sit on the floor, sit on the couch, have a few beers, and watch, you know, a, a couple hours of The Cosby Show, or right. watch a couple hours of The Simpsons. They'll do that in a bar, and, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. more fun. Do. It's well, yeah, it's more so and the screens are huge can, now. I mean, yes, they're humongous. Yeah. These ninety-inch screens they got there, and because yeah. and nobody's got to get up. Nope. Yeah. And there's women that come to you uh, because they're they're in there watching TV. <laughs> well, well, yeah, they're serving on their you chicken. For, it's a dream. Their whole shift. It's I mean, I, I I speak as a former owner of a restaurant. You know, by the time we close down, it's eleven or twelve. You're totally wide awake and wound up. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want to do is have a few beers, watch The Simpsons, and unwind before you know. And that's you know, Jim, you were ahead of your time though. You, you're Gypsy Cafe. You are way ahead of your time wow. in terms of what you did. I mean, you you formatted nights around different fandom. That's like true. That's that's stuff they're doing now. More, oh, yeah, a lot of corporate killer, places man. are doing it now. But you were doing it when nobody, you know, they scoffed at that. Like, oh, I'm not, you know, like we wouldn't do something like that. You couldn't get anybody to go. Now it's all over the place. Like uh, all these. And I'm talking about corporate places, you know, oh, Hooters yeah. and and Where's my and, and all kind of, yeah, like all those kind of places are doing that now because you are getting a demographic that is just not male. It's just not us going to see the stuff. We oh. bring our girlfriends there or dates there or or just friends. Like the, you know, like the, there's so many people that will go. Even people that are just the the casual sports fan will go to a, a, a ale house or somewhere with other friends because it's more they get more into it as you watch it with other people. Yeah. As opposed to when you're home, you just you're not gonna watch it. Sometimes you just don't feel like watching it or you'll just wait till the scores are up and you do it that way. But to go to to somewhere to go see it and drink and socialize and stuff, it's just I don't think they were ready for that. They were not prepared for for people to socialize the way that they do and it's so easy to say i'm gonna go to this bar and post it on your facebook and then somebody else says i'm going to that same place all that check-in stuff that you do yeah yeah oh you around there i'll meet you like it's crazy yeah it's crazy crazy. the uber we we we, i've teamed up with uber drivers to make Mm -hmm. sure that they're Mm -hmm. taking people where they need to be we have safe drive stuff going on I mean, uh, one of the biggest marketing pushes we do is just checking in with the ten percent deals, so that people are letting other people know they're there. And we found that there's a fifteen to thirty-five pop between nine and twelve because people are checking in because other people yep. are sitting at home like, "Hey, I'm bored." Yep. Oh, so and so is there. Well, I might as well go over there too. We can hang out there and watch whatever's coming on. And it's, it's older people now. It's not. Oh yeah, just, the the biggest demographic right now is thirty-five-year-old females. That's where the money is. Well, that's my money shot right there. There's yeah. one thing you can't watch at an alehouse, and that's going to be Star Trek Discovery. That's Very all I'm saying. <laughs> but imagine if they do this for the bars that I know in New York. There are a lot of bars like that do like Doctor Who bars and stuff like that. Imagine if you the barcades, like the arc- yeah, the arcade stuff. Subscribe, right? get the big screen, and you make an event out of it once a, once a week where you do Trek. You know, like once a week you you play an episode. Of the show, they show up in their Spock costume and everything. Yeah, and, uh, you can okay. do whatever you want. You, yeah. you can have the ale, you can uh, Romulan ale, whatever drinks you want. They'll, to do. they'll dye that Budweiser blue, huh? That's it. That's it. And for people <laughs> that say, because for the people that say "f you," I'm not spending money 
for a track, you know, just for Trek, when that's all I want to see, I'm not buying an app for that. You do a bar where you say, hey, if you like Trek and you don't want to do that, come on in after work and and watch an episode. We'll, we'll put it up on the big screen and you can sit back with people that like Trek, too. And I'm taking notes. I mean, you could I, a bar could rack yeah. up it's if true, you man. do that. You know, you pick a day and do something like that. You could do that with imagine if you did it with with Luke Cage or, you know, like with the Netflix stuff. If you say, oh, you know what? This is our Marvel day. We're we're going to show Marvel Night, where we'll show an episode of a particular Marvel show or or whatever. Like it's just, just so gotta be careful about that. ASCAP. That's the only exactly. Thing we, that's the problem we ran into doing that. Yeah. Was that ASCAP would come in and say, "Hey, you know, you we couldn't charge a cover. You know what I mean? But right. we would have like you know themed menus and things like that. But so. you get the money that way, you know, and then and the wages get good tips that way, and and you can you can work and you don't have to do extra. You don't have to charge extra, but you. You have drinks and stuff, and do deals, and 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 work your menu around people coming in at certain times. I mean, you could you could pretty much uh, get a welcome good- to restaurant talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's when we talk about the future. I, I yeah, think, I think, it's the future. I, I think television yeah. is changing, and we and Star Trek. We started there, but we've expanded this conversation to everything. This is a, this is a crossroads right now. I yeah. think, and, and we're seeing a change right before our eyes. Right. So it's pretty cool stuff. It definitely is. So, any more thoughts on Star Trek Discovery before we wrap it up, uh, guys? Are we, are we a little bit? We feel better now. Are we a little more cautiously optimistic. I mean, how, how do we how do we feel coming out of this therapy session? Better about the future, but I don't know if the show's going to do well. But it's better <laughs> about the future, though. If it don't do well, they can always do something else. They're not going to just stop doing Trek. I think my biggest trepidation is still the uh, the visual effects producers that are brought in, and they're talking about the um, wanting it to have a very distinct look. Uh, that's different as far as transporter beams and things like that. I, I think until I see it, uh, because my head, it, it's like a, a, a like it's like psycho. You never see right. the, the knife make contact, right, so you right. always think the worst. In my right. brain, when you, when I hear things like um, cultivate a distinct look, that's a that's that's code. That's scary as a designer uh, for for some weird some weird stuff that may or may not fly um because like enterprise had a nice transporter effect that you see could evolve into the original series one right exactly like you, yeah so you're saying this they're gonna go totally wacky with this right i don't know if we're gonna i mean like i love jack the king kirby don't get me wrong but i'm not trying to see kirby dots as my uh as my transporter like that just that doesn't look exactly how my i, I would see it right. working so right. yeah well that was a, i mean i guess a lot of people had problem with the jj verse but guy that's an alternate universe so you can mm-hmm. explain all that away that way right exactly. i mean yeah it feels differently because you can say that you yeah. can see the, te- the technology Lynch. changed right yeah the kelvin event or whatever all right well listen uh if we hear any more news we can get the gang back together again and and discuss it uh fantastic yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely we need to get this off our chests. I, I I feel better, so I don't know about you guys. This, this is bit. good. Yeah, we, a, little a little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right, I, I think we all want the show to be successful. I definitely do. And, oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we need Trek. We need more Trek on television. End of the story. We definitely do. Whether it be streaming, TV, whatever, we need some more Trek in our lives. And uh, and that's that. So uh, for our listeners that joined us, uh, Anton, where can they find you uh, since you're joining us as a guest? Where where else do you broadcast besides uh, Dork Trek? Um, I just do Dork Trek, and uh, and that's about it. Um, so you know, 
that's all. That's, it's a that's funny podcast. Uh, definitely, if you have not subscribed, folks, it is very, very good. If you're, it's just very funny. You guys have a lot of fun on that show, so definitely worth checking that out. Uh, Daryl, you have a whole network of podcasts. So what have you been focusing on recently? Uh, well, we got a lot of stuff coming out with the uh, Gotham by Geeks, and nothing's so on. If you are looking for shows, uh, especially new shows that you want to check out or hear about before you even bother, you can uh, check us out because we're going to cover every single one of the new shows. We so are. you're doing it so we don't have to, right? Is yes. that what you're doing? Okay. Yes. You can just pick and choose from our experience. <laughs> we're providing a valuable public service. <laughs> for free. <laughs> for free, exactly. For free. You don't well, have to charge five ninety nine and do 12 Or you can buy right? the Taylor Network app, and if you don't want commercials, you can pay a little extra. So is that the future? Are you going to have the Taylor Network app where you're going to charge yes. people? Okay. Five ninety nine. <laughs> no commercials. It'll be $11. $11. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jim, uh, you need a big announcement today what are you working on over in your world well hhwlod is where you can find the dc tv podcast the walking dead tv podcast that you and i are on and daryl is usually with us with dc tv but missed out on the last one uh we just talked talk about the premieres of uh, lucifer and uh um, gotham uh, just premiered this week so we're back in business with the dc tv and soon to come my uh kickstarter for my comic book um steel city shield uh, keep you posted on that that is so cool. We'll definitely keep yeah. our eyes open for that. And uh, that, it sounds, the way you described it, it sounds really interesting. So I can't wait to, uh, to contribute to that and see how that grows. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And if you want to listen to me, I'm the host of the Auto Chat Show as well as the HHW LOD Walking Dead TV podcast. So uh, on the Auto Chat Show, we review cars. So like Daryl said, you don't, you don't have to. We do it for you. Uh, me and my co-host, Teddy, have a lot of fun doing that. Facebook.com forward slash Auto Chat Show. And then, of course, the HHW LOD Walking Dead TV podcast where we are, I guess, watching Fear the Walking Dead so you don't have to. Uh, but we also morph into The Walking Dead when that comes back, too. We have a lot of fun doing that. Daryl, Jim, uh, Chubb, uh, Russ, all you guys are doing that. Uh, and Russ, what have you been working on recently? Um, just the same old stuff. I mean, Daryl and I uh, have been doing Gotham by Geeks, and then we've been doing It's All Connected, which we just passed 100 episodes. So uh, oh, I'm, on, yeah, I'm on yeah. vacation this coming week. Uh, so we'll be we'll have a skip week in there, but uh, but we'll be yeah we'll be doubling up here pretty quick on uh, Agents of Shield and then Luke Cage. So. Uh, so yeah, good I'm stuff. On coming. Vacation. That's it. I'm on vacation yes. too, by the way. I, I'm out. I'm I'm gone. Monday, oh. I'm flying out. That's it. Oh, where are you headed? I'm going to Jamaica. To, oh, I thought you were going to Riza. No, I would love to go to. This is like I'll pretend it's Riza. How's that? Close. No, that's right. Should I get a horgon? Should I get a horgon? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll be seeking Jamaharon, that's for sure. As long as you don't have to dress like Riker did when he was there. I caramba. Did, oh, wait, 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 oh, that's right. That when he tunic, had that, man. Yeah, the tunic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, she threw his communicator out the window on that one. We've got to watch that, man. I don't that's want, right. Someone throwing my car keys out the window or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks again for joining us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye.